Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Game Table! Welcome again to another Game Table. I am Seamus Byrne, as usual. Uh, and this week I have two guests from a really cool... Aussie live play that you may have heard of. It's getting promoted on the official D&D channel uh, now and then at the moment. So uh, they're getting ripped hard by the the big men and women behind uh, everybody's favorite game. Okay, no, it's not necessarily everybody's favorite game. That's a point of contention, I'm sure. But here, the world's most popular role-playing game. Uh, I'll stop rambling. I'll bring them in. Luke Lancaster and Zach Naum. Hello. Yeah. How are we doing? Really good to talk to you guys. Um, and, of course, the show is I Speak Giant. Uh, I mean, the obvious first question, what was the brainstorming session that led to I Speak Giant as your show name? <laughs> ah, that is, that is, see, that's one that Luke can't answer. That, so we started the show <laughs> yeah, before my time. Before your time, two years ago, which sounds like a lot of time. Um, to be doing this very, very silly show, which I love very much. But we had we had a lot of we had a lot of we had a lot of uh, potential names that we had just thrown up on a whiteboard, and none of them were very good. One of them was Party Bard. <laughs> we were considering just being an all bard show. That that wasn't great. And then eventually <laughs> it became we we still weren't sure. And then. When we were recording the first episode, it's, it's actually on the very first episode, which you shouldn't listen to because it's very bad audio. But um, he, there is, like, as we're starting, kind of messing about, uh, Joel, the, one of the who's still on the show, Joel Albard, is just being like, "Oh, hey, why do I have I have giant written down in my thing? I I, I can speak giant. I speak giant. Anyway, that's weird." And then he just went on. And then because we were listening to the intro so much when we were like editing and, and making decisions and stuff, we ended up just keep, we just kept hearing that phrase. And I think it just stuck as an earworm or something. <laughs> it's literally the I most meaningless and, uh, name, but it's, it's now what we've got. And there, there is always a ring to the names when you suddenly realize that, you know, like, probably nobody else has done that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because every every I feel like every D and D podcast is like blah blah and blah blah, because that's that's what Dungeons and Dragons yeah. kind of lends itself to. But you know, we're just a random. Yeah, you need the ampersand, or you're pretending, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're pretending. It either needs an ampers the ampersand, or like kind of sounding like it is some sort of um, tavern somewhere in the yeah. multiverse. Yeah, you know, like it's the name of of a, a bar. Yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. So where then? Where then did you come in, Luke? Um, and and then if between you, you can sort of work out what is what 
what's the uh, you know the the vibe of the of the team of the the, the group that is there right now? I, I mean, I'm guessing when there's characters like Vinnie Cupcakes, that uh, it's a very serious show, a very dark broody kind of <laughs> yeah uh, very experience. very moody very role play heavy absolutely we're basically the wire but with dragons <laughs> <laughs> oh man no we should do um, that so why are we doing i too tired but not the wire with dragons <laughs> yeah we screwed up a little bit um so i i would have come in for the first time as just a little guest appearance uh probably about a year ago now maybe no a little bit over a year ago now uh, and I was just on for a very short guest arc because one of the regulars couldn't make it. Um, and I had Vinnie Cupcakes kind of as a character I prepared in advance um, as like a gnome mobster warlock who just fit in surprisingly well with the rampant idiocy that goes on in Ice Pick Giant. Um, <laughs> and then I was back after that. You mean the wire later, when Yes, yeah. He's he's the he's the man on the inside. The man on the inside. Um <laughs> They came back a few weeks after that as a different character for another guest spot. Um, and then they realized that I had somehow insinuated myself into the group permanently and I just kept turning up whenever we recorded. Uh, and I've been there pretty much ever since. Um, so you just you started delivering pizza, like even if they had invited you? And yeah. Like, oh, what, <laughs> and what what's, what's going on? So it's how I, it's how I find a spot in most D&D groups. You just, yeah, you turn up with snacks and they don't kick you out. That's true. <laughs> um, there's a guy in my home group who still does that. We we really want to get rid of him, but he just brings the best snacks. Um, That's me. But in terms of in terms of our uh, uh, dynamic, we've actually been going through this because part of, as you mentioned at the start of the episode, all of the uh, sponsored sort of things with uh, Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons & Dragons that we're doing now, um, we were like, shit, we need a brand identity. What What is our brand? Um, what is us and yeah like how do we explain to someone what the show is what's our feel um and we were kind of just like scrambling around pop culture for touchstones and the one we kept coming back to was brooklyn 99 um because it's wacky procedural serialized and it's very much about the characters being a reluctant family while they're out on cases and I think that's the best kind of touchstone for what I Speak Giant offers, like very communal, wacky world building with reluctant heart. Yeah. And and especially like, especially the, the, the characters themselves being like wildly different moralities and values, but the thing they care about is each other mostly. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Vinny's more of a like if this is my I'm the only one never that's allowed to mess with the team. <laughs> this is true. But look, I mean that's a I always think this is a, a great point, isn't it? That you want you want that tension in the dynamic of a team, but you know, that sort of the, the heart in the right place so that you know that someone's not really going to turn around and, like, play a kill or something like that. Yeah, I think that's that's a secret to any kind of good D&D game is the idea of player motivation and conflict without direct opposition. Though I, I have to say I did once play in a vampire campaign where I, I kind of, it was Vampire Dark Ages. I had been a... Uh, like a Templar knight that was now a bishop of like the church and someone else was playing a druid and I slipped the 
you know, slipped the, the GM a note at the very start of the campaign and said, if the opportunity ever arises, I am going to kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's I was a crusader. What Everyone's am I going to do? Dick, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, you know, but but I played nice on the surface instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, so give me, the, Zach, give me the quick rundown of who the characters are in the group. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I guess what was this this kind of point of transition? That's always, I think, an interesting element where everybody does little sidetracks and things. But, you know, you've obviously been running a campaign for a time and now you're doing this kind of special event as part of uh, the lead up to Descent into Avernus. So that kind of must be, yeah, an interesting thing to to sort of switch tack for a little while. Yeah, so definitely. So I feel like, um, I mean, the four, so the four characters that we have, obviously Vinny Cupcakes, who is this this wonderful, like, uh, lawful evil. Like, I, 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 like, not to, I hate talking Luke up, but in terms of having a lawful, like an actual evil character on your team, like, it's played very well. It fits with the group dynamic, despite having a very lawful, good paladin on the team as well in Midori, uh, who is just that, like, trying his very best, but not quite getting there every time, like, lawful good paladin uh, archetype, which I love. Uh, <laughs> we also have, we have um, uh, Joel Rennie playing um, the third L'Entre the Fourth, which as a name doesn't make sense. And as a character, it makes even <laughs> le- little less sense. He's just this, he's somewhere between a washed up bard <laughs> and uh, uh, barely there making it musician rock star. Who's just like, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the perfect mix of, of classic bard archetypes and Joel Rennie as an actual human person. Um, and then we've got Des, <laughs> who's, who's, who's played by uh, Felicia um who is who is a wonderful monk who McIntyre is her surname because the, you definitely just forgot McIntyre no I just didn't say I hadn't said anyone else's last name so I, you said as you well. said Joel Rennie you did say Joel Rennie <laughs> that is not is that not his first name altogether oh, it's, it's I don't like, think I mentioned yeah, Lido at all to be honest <laughs> Lido, Lido plays the paladin. This is a mess. Anyway, so Fel McIntyre plays um, Desdemona. She, she often like. Will I'm just help, I'm just helping you get your elevator pitch down. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll lead it up in post, <laughs> uh, which is what we always say on the podcast when our editor has to fix everything we say. Um, love you, yeah, Austin. Des is great. She's love you, Austin. Um, she's great. She she. She's a monk. She's an elf. Which uh, one of the very early world building moments that came from my character? Like I kind of let the uh, the players add in uh, just like facts about the world because I think that's interesting to let them fill in reality where it doesn't make you know it doesn't change my plot, so it's fine. One of the changes they made very on was that the entire there was an elven kingdom to the south. They were just very early on made that entirely like the American South. Like they're all like classic. They all have southern accents. Their 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 formal wear is a big ten dollar right. hat and spurs and boots. I it's a whole think, thing. Um, now I, I think one of the with. best realizations of the southern elf of the um southern elf thing was when um, Desdemona Wraithwalker, Fell's character, and L. Gearflam. Was it L. Gearflam? No, it was it was one of the other yes, elves. Yes. But like one of the other higher up oh. elf muckety mucks comes in, and they have just a very midwestern politeness off, 
and it was the most terrifying yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, Bell was like, that reminded me of my Sunday school teachers. I hated it. <laughs> but no, that was that was a really fun that was a really fun episode. But yeah, so like the first like I would say year and a half of the podcast was us. Like I love that. Like it's this whole like um, revolution arc against uh, you know a tyrant and all that jazz, and it's it was so much fun. And there's a lot of Elbridge kind of forces going in the background. We introduced Dez's character. We introduced uh, uh, sorry Fell's character Dez. We introduced Luke's character Vinny. Um, but then you know we were getting to the end of that campaign. And, and like, was what, it uh, like homebrew or was it actually in the realms? Yeah, it's it's. We draw sometimes when it's convenient. A lot of the gods, I think, we've probably mentioned uh, uh, Realms characters, but it is, apart from that, pretty much just straight-up homebrew from my own creation. I draw a lot on Discworld. Oh. I draw a lot on, you know, whatever I happen to be reading or watching <laughs> during that time. Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of Dresden um, files in there now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, good, good writers, you know, take... Steel. Great writer steel. What is that line? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, and then we got to the end of that campaign. And I was like, what do I want to do now? Now that we've kind of, we've gotten our legs underneath us. We, we know what all the characters are. And this thing with um, the Wizards of the Coast was coming up. And I was like, all right, campaign two which is a great place to start. Like if you start on campaign two, we introduce all the characters again. We introduce the, the NPCs very slowly so that you know pretty much what's happening. But campaign two, we open up with the Tarasks just wrecking shit. And then uh, they fall, get, <laughs> get scattered into the plains. And then it's just a whole new adventure. And it's been really exciting. That sounds amazing. I, you know, I, I think, like one of the things that surely kind of has to be sort of behind all this in the end as well is, you know, at at what point was it that idea of saying, you know, and again, this, I guess going way back, but it's that idea of thinking, where do you sort of take that leap from going, I'm having a great time hanging out with my friends and playing our game uh, and then deciding we should have microphones in front of us and start uh, actually recording this stuff. Oh, that transition. Yeah, no, that was that was because I think the primary way that me and... So the original cast was uh, myself, Joel, and Lido, and, and another guy, but he ended up moving on to other things. Um, but uh, we had done a podcast before with... Uh, we had all done a podcast before for a while, and that kind of drifted off. And then I was like, I really actually like doing this, so... <laughs> What can we? What what's the excuse that we can make to to get together every month or so and just hang out and and talk nonsense for a while? And it ended up being D and D because I was getting super super into it. Um, it just completely consumed my life. For I mean, it still does clearly, but I was getting into it, and and finally, it was an outlet for all the like the the writing and the silly voices and the improv that I love doing and never get a chance to do. And so we all were just like, yes, this is perfect. This is the perfect outlet for improv and and nonsense that we were looking for. And as we've gone on, we've just like picked up kind of like, you know, we picked up Luke and we picked up uh, Fell just as people who like also doing nonsense and improv. I'm not sure 
I'm not sure if this is the same for Fell, but the first time I'd ever played with anyone at that table was the first recording I did with them. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It was a wild way to go, but I feel like it worked out. Yeah, I mean, well. like, just jump in the deep end is fine. Like, you know, it was it was pretty good. One well, particularly with, you know, when we peel, peel back the magic of uh, podcasting for a moment, I, you know, I, I have heard that perhaps you don't record the episodes, uh, you know, once a week or, uh, you know, on that kind of a schedule, that, that there might be some very intensive recording okay. sessions. Okay. Has, um, that, has that is quite a deep end that you might Anyone in the history of the world ever been able to play D&D with the same group every week? Because if you say yes, I call bullshit. <laughs> also, no, has anyone no, in the never. history of the world have, been able uh, to look- stick to one-hour sessions also? That would definitely be insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even remotely. Yeah. Look, you know, yeah, when I think of that idea of very long, you know, long sessions that then get divided up, it's like that, you know, my fundamental first experience was I, I moved away from where my best friends lived uh, during my teenage years. And so the main way we would play would be they would come visit me and stay for basically a week during school holidays. And then we would just play. Uh, you know, whatever time of day, and then we would sleep when we fell down, and then we would get up again and play some more for five days. You know, yeah, uh, and I, that felt like the right way to do it. If you if you weren't dreaming of dice while sitting on the toilet, wondering if you need to roll for whether or not you get to pull. <laughs> yeah, so we that's that's essentially our recording session is is we we find the weekend that we're both all free, and then we just you know we're in at nine. We're out at like seven or eight and we do that two days in a row and just get as much recorded as we can. Glorious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it must feel like it, it's like a, a dive back into the, the teenage way to play. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At this particular moment, we had a weird recording fail, so we jump back in uh, as we get Zach and Luke back on the line. Zach, that cool 48-hour thing you were that talking cool. about. That cool. So, yeah, so we do these, like, marathon sessions of, like, these 48-hour records, and you end up for the, for that period of time, you're, I mean, I'm, like, 38 different characters, but, like, uh, the, the cast is more, you know, Vinnie Cupcakes than man at that point. And so you you come out of these forty eight hours. It's had a disastrous effect on my personal life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much of Vinnie Cupcakes was you already? Look, we we can get into that later, but you just more than it's a non zero amount. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just have to be careful when you walk into the local the local pub after a session and start going, hey, hey, so. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, it's just it's it's like it's like this weird like uh, personality break when you're coming back out, like emerging from you know being trapped in carbonite. You're back to being a regular human person who has to worry about 
yeah, actual I, actions I and not think it's, um, you know, rolling dice and such. It's something we all do, something we all do quite well in terms of character. Um, and it's honestly like pro wrestling character advice. And there are so many overlaps between pro wrestling and D and D it's not even funny. Um, but the idea that like to have a character that you can be and embody improvisationally, you take personality traits and you just crank them up as high as they can go. So like traits that you as a person have, but just let them off the chain and go wild with them. Um, and I think to some extent we've all done that with our characters on I Speak Giant and that helps you inhabit them really easily and in a really funny, flavorful way. Yeah, I think, yeah, we were talking earlier about like what what is us? And I feel like, you know, some some groups are comedians and then they'll do D&D. And then some groups are, you know, really heavy on their uh, uh, role-playing and like, you know, doing like kind of a dramatic, like, you know, interpersonal kind of drama. And I feel like we're in person, but I mean, hopefully I think so funny, like our characters interact with each other in character with jokes and humor as, as part of their reality, which I, I think it like lends itself to that kind of sitcom feel while not being like completely taking you out of the, the world every second to make quips. Um, yeah, how have you guys been working on, you know, I guess the kind of the, you know, the 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 uh, the hard work of putting out a, a live play thing like this? How do you, how have you put in that work to build an audience out there and help people discover it? And uh, have you kind of, you know, is it quite local or are you finding that there's people listening from, uh, you know, all quarters? Uh, so with anything I think that you put on the internet, you're, the most of the listeners are going to come in from America, which just always happens but um it's that is yep yeah um but no we, we've, we've been referred to kind of the British like, more than once <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just whatever they think we should be um no i think i think we just kind of we just kind of put it out there and we do it literally every week and we just keep, have done it for two years now and i mean you know our, our audience is lovely we it's not a week that goes past that we don't hear from someone who is like you know, just found the show and is really loving it, who's just binged the entire thing. And I'm like, that's an unhealthy amount of listening to my voice. But, <laughs> um, you know, our, 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 we have fans that have sent us shirts of random jokes we've done. Uh, Aviv Orr, who is an amazing artist, we commissioned her to do some of the um, some of the character art for uh, once we started this sponsored, um, yeah, sponsored cool. uh, series of streams. And she wasn't a listener or anything, but after we commissioned her, she went and listened to like the whole series in the span of like a week and a half. And it was like tweeting us when she got up to certain parts oh, in wow. certain episodes. It was, it was so amazing and wonderful and probably the highest cost per conversion we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Worth it, Viv. 100% worth it. Yeah. And you, can, and you can buy more audience just by commissioning more artists. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in terms of audience, like it's – it's stuff that you'd know running podcasts yourself. It's like be regular, be genuine, like put out a good show and do it every week. And even if the show isn't that good, still make sure you put one out every week because that's what people form habits around. Yeah. And I, and I know like I, you start to think that it's not important or it's like, you know, it's whatever. It's just, it's just my little like podcast and then we'll miss a day like we'll, we'll be late on the day and people will message me being like hey what's up where's the podcast i need that <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> right I, I yeah there's there's people that care about this and it's that's it's a very very touching sentiment 
Yeah, that's almost like the the best feedback you could get is the "Where is it? I'm waiting." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. one of the um, most. And in, it's it's feel very privileged. Is also. Awesome. Uh, I, I was going to say in terms of the the stream and the production on stream, um, we owe a enormous Wookiee life debt to Alyssa Grant, um, my better half, who knows probably more about producing a live D and D show than. Any person I have ever met. Um, turns out streaming Probably is really on the planet. Like, that is her it. jam. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yes. Her, I, her day I, job, she's the producer with Penny Arcade for Acquisitions Incorporated in the C team. And she very kindly agreed to help us with our project. And we were sure deers in the headlights when that happened. Um, but yeah, without without her know how on like yeah, I'm like, where was the moment? Where was the moment where, like, you saw her eyes kind of go, "Oh, oh no! What have I, what have I done? How do I fix these people?" See, we mostly communicate via text, so. <laughs> oh no, um, she didn't do that. She went the other way. Yeah, yeah. We didn't actually see the disappointment. We just felt it. <laughs> no, but like, 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 very much. We owe her so much, and and like every montage good montage from a movie. She, she whipped us into shape into our, to where we were with the first stream, which we, we had so much feedback with people being like, Oh my God, this is, I can't believe this is their first stream. They, this is such a professional blah, blah, blah. And it, it all happened because of her and because of our, also our editor, um, Austin. Um, and like other, other people we know who we reached out to and paid to help us, um, Ben and Toby from Those Wizards, who are an amazing production company, uh, ran like our lighting and camera setups. Uh, we had them writing the desk for the stream. Uh, we're sponsored by Audio Technica. And so we had this amazing office um, and we built like a custom table and got to kit out the office uh, to actually shoot the stream in. Um, it was very kind of ragtag and calling in favors and reaching out to people we knew. It's like, hey, we've got a little bit of money. Can you help us out with this? Um, which is kind of how we function as a D&D party. So it was very emblematic <laughs> and um, team building, the way we brought it all together in the end. Yeah. And it's so funny and how, like, you know, with, with these things, it doesn't feel real. There's a lot of moments where you're like, oh, now it's real. And I remember the first one was when we, got the offer from Watsi from Wizards of the Coast to be like, do you want to do this? And we were like, yes, absolutely. And then we, we pitched to them and we kind of like, we had to like scramble to put a pitch together and we pitched them and then they said, yes. I'm like, wow, it feels real now. And then, you know, there was the first time that like we sat down and recorded an episode and I, I got to be like, thanks Wizards of the Coast. I think my favorite moment was right before the first stream when um, we were just playing around with staging stuff and we had some amazing art from the book um, that we got a little bit early access to. And we had like a slow kind of pan of it behind Zach, um, who was set up at the head of the table. And Zach is freaking out completely because we're about to go live on the D&D Twitch channel. He's like, this, this is moving too fast. Can we make this move like this needs to be like two or three times slower than it is? <laughs> And Zach, just just chill out. We're, we're about to play some D anD D. That's and it. Then, and then Joel did Joel did make it slower. And then I was like, it needs to be slower still. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to ruin uh, everything if this isn't the perfect speed. <laughs> 
Yeah, but no, it was like this this increasing, and then it was like we got shared on their social, like on the Twitter, and I remember it was like getting it shared on Facebook, and then like my mum seeing it and being like, "Oh, this looks great!" And like it's just, uh, you know. And then yeah, finally like actually streaming on the on the Twitch channel, which felt completely insane. But and you know the the classic right before we were going live with the. Okay, five, four, and then doing the the three, two, one, all silently, and I was like, ah. But no, it's it's been incredible, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you're like that is that is professional when the three, <laughs> two, one is just fingers being pointed at you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> lucky I've watched so many movies in my life, so I knew exactly what he was referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Have I just gone deaf suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's about to. Work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, let's jump back to your origin stories, right? When did when did you both, uh, you know, first play, and um, yeah, you know, when did the hooks uh, first sink in? For, whether it was D and D or you know whatever else, um, we, we we won't go for two. Yeah, you know, we don't need the thirty minute version of uh, this part. But I'm um, yeah, just I'd love to hear it. Okay, the, the the very very quick version for me was I was in university. It was a D and D three point five game, and it was the worst session of a role playing game I have ever been party to. <laughs> it had literally every bad trope you could possibly name with like DMPCs and long-winded monologues and like fiat that made no sense and killed characters off and like really elaborate world building that was just the DM writing a novel. It, it was not good. It was not good. <laughs> and as we were playing, my laptop power brick overloaded and exploded my laptop. <gasps> Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. It was It was a sign. And somehow yeah, I, I still play D and D. It's that good. I had a similar. You knew it was also, love when you put up with that. Yeah, yeah. it's. I had a similarly terrible experience with my very first D and D. It was also, I believe, three point five. I'd been invited on Twitter by someone I mutually followed, but had never met in person. They were like, "Hey, do you want to come to my D and D game?" and for some reason, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go out to, I'll take a 40-minute train and play D&D with you, stranger. Um, and the DM, the DM... <laughs> and you made it home. <laughs> yeah, against all odds, I did indeed make it home alive. But it was, it was not so much terrible, it was just like, the players, like, there was, it was that very much like, no one is moving any kind of story along. Nothing is happening. We're just sitting here making... Uh, dwarf ale jokes and uh the we were at the dm's house and i remember he he was he raised mice like he was like that was his hobby apart from D D, I i guess and so there was just these mice that were friggin everywhere they were supposed to be in a cage but they just had like got out and so we were playing D D, and there was just loose mice just around it was that was a whole thing and then I didn't play for like Maybe two years after grab that. Maybe grab a mouse, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and use the ma- a mouse as a mini. Yeah, put a little, put a little outfit on it. Yeah, train. <laughs> this is my warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, then- once you, yeah. Once you put them on Dwarven Forge tiles, they know how to stand up and just stand still. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get the right mouse for your class, though. There's there's barbarian mice and rogue mice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what the new oh my God, the the first game allocated I ever to their ran, class. Just real quick, um, 
first game I ever ran was Mouse Guard, uh, speaking of mice, and Mouse Guard is just such a good system. <laughs> so I, I had to jump in. We're yeah, talking we about barbarian it. mice, and I got excited. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, speaking of, yeah, Mouse Guard. I, um, I, honestly, I've never played it. It's it's yeah, such it's, it's such a good wholesome system. You are you are yeah, basically we'll, like actual mice protecting the rest of your clan of mice, but you're kind of pathfinders who don't have any magic powers or anything. But you're little mice, and you need to like fight owls and voles and things, or otherwise all of the mice die. Oh wow, that's actually that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's really cool. <laughs> awesome. And so, look as a wrap up point. Um, what what are you what are you both just uh, like playing at the moment when you're not playing D anD D? Any hot tips for uh, listeners on uh, cool cardboard? Any kind of games out there at the moment? Uh, I've been playing some Seven C. Uh, well, everyone should check out the Acquisitions Incorporated D anD D book. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, good cross promo uh, point there. Well, yeah, um, especially because Zach and I got to do a bit of writing on it. Yeah, we, we me and But Luke it is damn good. On... It is really fun. <laughs> 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 we did sneak a little tiny I Speak Giant reference into it too, which I I, I <laughs> will be forever a little bit smug about and so very you, cheeky. So that means you're now canon as well. I feel like we were always canon in our hearts. You, you might be good, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's just in reality how true that is is up for debate. But no, definitely Acquisitions Incorporated. Like, yeah. Yeah. like to, to to speak to it, actually, though, it's like it's finally like D&D is such a silly game. It's such a silly game. And all like campaign books never really kind of engage with that a lot. But Acquisitions Incorporated very much does. It clearly sees itself as what you know what it is which is like you end up being a, a bunch of your friends hanging out together like making each other laugh and and that's what the acquisition corporate book is kind of all about i did see this it was it was meant to be a negative review of the ack inc book that was like this is such a silly thing for D. if you only like to tell stupid jokes at your table and run this like a bad office comedy then this is the book for you. And it's like, this is the best review ever. <laughs> that sounds like an ideal review. <laughs> 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah, pin that. Pin that to the, yeah, to I, the book. I, yeah. I, uh, I got to interview uh, Jerry and Jeremy over at uh, D&D Live a few months ago. So there is a recent episode of this podcast um, with, yeah, a good deep dive with those two guys on the whole idea of, you know, finally arriving at that point where, after 10 years of Acquisitions Inc. and working together so closely that, uh, yeah, that they managed to get this book out. And it is, a, it's such a fun, it's such a fun idea. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to release the I Speak Giant book in like the next year. So I'm, I'm going to definitely re- release the I Speak Giant book in the next year oh, just to awesome. flex on them for taking so long with the 10 years of Acquisitions Corporate. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, really, why did it take so long? It's all written, so, yeah. right? So you're right. Get it, we get did it in down. three, suckers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in terms of in terms of what I'm playing now, I am still completely, completely obsessed with the Arkham Horror LCG. I love everything Cthulhu. Um, Arkham Horror LCG, it's a deck-building cooperative game from Fantasy Flight, uh, and it's storytelling kind of choose your own adventure elements as you play through everything but it's such a good good mythos game definitely check it out 
Brilliant. And then Zach, I think, did you say something about 7C before uh, 7C, the yes, cross-promotional got... efforts uh, jumped <laughs> in? <laughs> it's actually, um, Luke invited me to to one of his uh, home games that uh, a friend of ours DMs. Um, it's, yeah, so I'm also playing that. Yes. Um, it is It is so much fun as a system. Like, as a setting as well, it feels so, like, rich and that, like, you actually want to engage with it and learn more about it. It is expertly done, and I, I love playing my very silly um, swordsman boy who who is a complete dumbass like every who single one of my Who doesn't love magic musketeers and pirates? It's nothing, nothing bad about Magic musketeers? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, guys, um, tell people. Uh, look, I'm going to say Zach, otherwise you'll both jump in. Um, Zach, tell listeners where they can find all things I Speak Giant. Go to ispeakgiant.com. Um, that is where you can find the podcast. You can also, like, we're on uh, our, our lovely, lovely editor. Make sure we're put on literally every uh, possible platform where you can listen to, to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on all the different places. Um, you can start with Campaign 2 if, if you're wanting to jump in. It's a great place to start. Um, you can also just start with the new Averna stuff that we've been doing with, um, Wizards of the Coast that, 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 that you can find it. If you just go to ispeakgiant.com slash Avernus, that's all the sponsored stuff there. You can see the VODs for the stream as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much I Speak Giant. Yeah. We're, uh, we're a ragtag group, but yeah, we'd love to have you on with the adventure. Awesome. And then, uh, each of you, uh, your own socials where people can, follow you around and of course i you know uh, if people don't know they can also turn up at uh, pax australia soon enough uh and bump into you no doubt because you're both involved with running that show um but just uh, yeah giving me personal socials so they can uh, hassle you uh about um all your uh, terrible life choices yeah i i do a lot of uh silly silly uh dungeons and dragons tweets on at zach naum on twitter z-a-c-n-a-o-u-m uh and luke uh, I do nothing but amazing tweets, so you can follow me at LG Lancaster. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and, you know, everybody, you can find me, of course, at the usual place. I'm at Seamus on Twitter, and you can find uh, more episodes of this show at biteside.com and in all your podcast feeds, in all the usual places at the game table. And we will see you next time. Uh, say bye, everybody. Bye. 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 You are loved. Bye. <laughs>